are Emily and Blair and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast which focuses in on all the things around starting a business online, growing that business and doing so in a way that is healthy and enjoyable to you. Are you struggling with the process, the hype and the many online options out there? Each week we publish three podcasts on Monday, Wednesday and Friday to help you with all the pain points you may come across in your business journey, including many tips to keep you and your business healthy and thriving. So, before we dive in, be sure to visit our website at emilyandblair.com, which you can use to work your way through starting a business online, step-by-step, and it's completely free. Hi, welcome to episode 17, Finding Your Niche. Yeah, thanks, Emily. So, a niche, what is a niche? Well, basically, it's, it's a category, it's an industry, and it's a theme, and it's all of the above. So it's being specific about the product or service you want to start your business on and choosing that category that you can then hone in on. So why is it important to have a niche? We need to bring focus to your business and basically you don't want to spread yourself far and wide. It's far better to do one thing really well than do five or six things fairly averagely. So that's why we want to niche down. We want to get granular in an industry or an idea or an interest and stick to that and not spread ourselves thin. When you go to look for a niche, one of the important things is to do something that interests you or you have passion or experience about. And the reason for that is that you will actually hold that interest longer in your business and not get bored of it. Whereas if you choose something that you don't know anything about, you won't have a lot of passion for it and you probably won't hold that interest over the long term, which won't be good for your business. Yeah, that, that's totally right. And it's harder than you, you might think really to find what your niche might be. You might have a few interests, so you might not be able to think, oh, actually, I'm not sure if I have any interests. But actually, when you think about it, you will have. Do you have a hobby that you enjoy doing or that you loved doing earlier in life as a child as you were growing up um, but never really considered it as a possibility for a job, maybe? Whether it might be, you know, reading comic books, collecting something, um, creating or building something. Perhaps think about that. That could actually be the basis of you making a living. Um, For instance, you could create a comic book site online or if yoga is your hobby, then you could sell courses or do some videos for online or art, for instance. You could do art workshops. You know, there's loads of ways to link it up, but it's first of all, is finding what that niche is. Um, you might spend hours and hours reading about something. For, for me, when I get passionate about something, I'll read about it for hours and hours. I'll buy books, magazines, I'll spend days on the internet, find out more about it. Um, so there may be a few possibilities here for you. And all of them are possible career paths. So don't close your mind to these topics. These are where you want to be looking, things that you're passionate about. And again, this might just continue as a niche in your downtime for relaxing, but this could really be considered as a niche in terms of your business opportunity. So maybe start off with a brainstorm. If nothing comes to mind right away, as you're asking how to find your passion and get out a sheet of paper and start writing down ideas then, and that might start to jog your memory, jog your brain a little bit about things that you might actually enjoy doing. Um, it doesn't need to be organised, just a simple random scrap piece of paper to start making some notes and doodling um, some ideas. 
look around your house, on your computer, your bookshelf for inspiration and write down whatever comes to mind. There's no bad ideas at this stage. It's all, it's just about getting everything down and then thinking about what and how you can use some of these ideas. It might be that there's people you admire in life and there are things about them that you would like to replicate in yourself. Um, go to them, pick their brains, friends, family that might have been quite successful in doing certain things. How were they successful? Have they done things that they were passionate about in terms of what they're now making money from? Just spend some time talking to friends and family. They know you very well as well. Um, co-workers, acquaintances, anybody like that to pick their brains and get some ideas of what they might think. Sometimes, I know sometimes when I talk to my parents, you know, they know me better than I know myself, I think, sometimes, and will give me lots of good ideas and advice. Things I just never really thought of that seem so simple when it's said back to you. Yeah, it's a good point. And I think sometimes we limit our own ability to to look at ourselves in a way that, um, you know, is open enough and, and takes into consideration what we're actually interested in. And so sometimes asking these these friends and colleagues, you know, they look at you in a different way and, and you know, they could probably come up with some Yeah, some and they ideas. see different qualities in you that yeah, you exactly. just might not, no, you know, pick out yourself. Yeah, yeah. I oh, know that's good. And and I think once you've done that brainstorming, then it's important to actually, you know, once you've got a bit of a list of, of things that you, you know, could see as topics that you want to, you know, look at for your niche, basically then you need to have a look at verifying this niche and making sure that what you've chosen is actually going to work online. So there's a number of tools we can use for that. You know, and, and there's also a number of styles of niches. So or two styles that stand out is, is, you know, are you looking for a short game or a long game? The short game is those trendy topics. So, you know, it might be that you're into those spinning things that people <laughs> are doing on Amazon. You know, that those those are uh, or were trendy for, for a while. And, you know, people sold a heap of them on Amazon. Um, but, you know, that was a short game. That's kind of over now. Fidget spinners is what they were, those oh, fidget yeah, spinners. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I remember those in my yeah. teaching days. So you can either go go into a niche and go, right, I just want to blast this for a year, and I know this is a trending niche, and that's okay, I'm good with it. Or are you going for the long game? So if you're going for the long game, you need to find a niche that's, that's uh, evergreen, as they call it. So it's going to continue on. It's not a trend. This is going to see you through for five or ten or however many years you, you need it to. Could you do both those, or would you not? So, like, could you do a short-term business at the same time as a long-term? Well, you can, but again, that's... Well, it's better not to because then you're spreading yourself too thin, like we talked about at the start of the of yeah. the episode. But should you should you have something lined up if you're doing a short term? Should you have something lined up for the, when that's finished? Oh, you definitely should have something lined up. Um, and I think you know I've I've seen guys that just go from one short term to another short term to another short term. They just ride the the trendy niches, oh. you know. But there's a fair bit of work in that because whilst you're trying to boost this new business along for this year, you've also got to be working on the side to look for the next the next trend and the next trend. And so it can take a lot of work because, you know, in previous episodes we've talked about setting your business up in a way that then it becomes passive um, going forward. And if you're doing trendy niches all the time, then basically you're doing that setup phase of the business over and over and over again with different niches. 
different trends. So, so it sounds it's, like it's probably beneficial to do a long term. Definitely more beneficial to do a long term. Um, so that's what you'd recommend? Well, yeah, it, it, it depends how much work you want to put in. Like long term is generally slower to make revenue. The short term niches, there's a reason why, why people do it is because yeah, they can get in, make a big lot of money and move on. Yeah, it's a lot more work, but it's um, it depends where you're at. It's how much time you've got, you know, and a number of factors like that. So one way to assess your niche list or your brainstorm is to use Google Trends. So you can put the topic into Google Trends and it will tell you, show you on a graph and you can change the period of that graph show you how that topic or that niche has been trending long term so you know you could look at the last five years for fidget spinners and i'm sure you would see a spike and then a slow decline whereas if you were looking at for example say garden implements you know if you're selling garden tools you would see that as a reasonably steady trend although it's probably got a bit of an uptick in spring when people start getting back out to the garden. So Google Trends is a really good one for showing you the trend of a, of a niche. And so obviously you don't want to be picking a niche that's on a downward trend because that's not going to be an evergreen niche. If you're looking at a product-based niche, if you want to sell on Amazon, you can look at Amazon's best sellers. So have a look in there, see what their list of best sellers are. And if the product that you've brainstormed is in that best sellers, then that's probably a good start because it means they're selling a lot of them. You can use tools on Amazon like AMZ Scout. You know, that gives you a huge range of data based on what's happening on, on the Amazon platform. And, you know, you can use that tool to actually assess whether it'll actually give you a recommendation if that product is likely to be a good success or not. So it's really in-depth tools out there. Um, another one is to look at brokerage sites like Flipper. Uh, and to see what people have had success with because, you know, you can see what they've earned um, if the business is for sale, see what their revenues have been, you know, and so you can look for a similar product to what you're potentially going to sell and see which ones are out there and, and what money they've made. So that's always a good little comparison tool you can do. One of the real things that you want to do is be very customer-centric with your niche. So ask what people's problems are so you want to look with your product or your service and you want to be solving customer problem so how do you do that well basically you go on online to sites like Quora or reddit and other forums and you search through and you search your niche topic you know and that could be gardening tools or, or whatever you've chosen and you look for uh, forums or discussions about that and see what people's problems are you know, they might say, well, you know, I can't get good enough quality garden tools. You know, I, I buy these tools from the local hardware store and they, you know, they break all the time. So what do you do? You go and create a garden tool which is stronger and, and lasts longer than any of the competitive ones out there. You know, you've solved a problem that's in the current marketplace. If you solve a customer's problem, your chance of success with your business is so much better. So really focus on being customer-centric and solving their issues. So basically, once you've done this, and you might have to you know, go through your brainstorming list, use these tools, and whittle it down to you know, a couple of, of top ones that you think you can you know, have a go at. Then basically what I would do is, is 
you want to do a SWOT analysis. So we went through this a couple of episodes ago. You know, that's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats on that product. So you're evaluating its longevity, its profitability, the competition, and pretty much seeing whether there's any issues that pop up with that SWOT analysis. If there isn't, and you're happy to continue on, you want to test it. So you can use a product like Lead Pages, uh, which is simple to set up a website with, with the product on it. Um, you know, it's basically just a couple of pages. It's not a full website. You can drive paid traffic to it, so pay for some Google ads or some Facebook ads, and then just monitor it. See if you actually can get traffic to it. See if they convert. And then, you know, I mean, I've heard of guys that actually set these pages up without even a product. And then what they do is people buy the product. They then go back to them and say, hey, look, you know, we're out of stock. We'll be in stock in two months' time. We'll either refund you your money or we'll put you on a, a waiting list for when the product comes out. You know, and I know that's that could be seen as a bit sort of backward. But at the end of the day, you know, you're offering them a refund. You've tested your niche out. And it's a really, actually a really good way to see if what you're wanting to do is actually going to work. So basically, once you've done all that, you, you know, hopefully you would have found yourself a niche that you're interested in, because passion, being passionate about it is key. So don't be afraid to go deep into the niche because you have less competition there. So you could, you know, the garden implements, you could fine tune it down to hose spray nozzles. You know, that could be your product. You know, so don't feel that you have to go as wide as selling all garden implements you can go down to one product you're going to be competing against less people there so i mean that's definitely something you want to consider and basically decide if you want to go short or long game you know and don't be afraid to try it out before you commit to a niche so that's about all we've got time for on this one and we'll see you in the next one this episode of Elevating Business. Thanks so much for being part of our show and we love being able to share with you. Any links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the episode notes on our website emilyandblair.com and remember that our website is a huge resource for free step-by-step guides and articles for starting a business online and working through the journey. If you like what you're hearing then please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. That's all for now, and we'll see you in a few days' time with our next instalment of Elevating Business. Now go do something today that will make tomorrow better.